0: So, you might as well take a chance on doing what you love. Welcome to the Think Bold, Be Bold show with Christopher Cumbie and Alan Witch.
1: This podcast is part of the C Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business.
2: Hi, it's Christopher Cumbie with Think Bold, Be Bold, and I'm here with my awesome co host, Alan Witch. You're in the house. I'm in the house. I'm in the greenhouse. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing really well, really well. Uh, it's been uh, it's been a bit. You've been away last week, and uh, yeah. of course, uh, busy, 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 and doing some stuff with the family. Uh, did you yeah, have a I good week? I was having fun, but it was working, unfortunately, uh,
0: uh, or fortunately. I mean, I, I I gotta admit, it's a privilege to be able to. You know, work with your family and do things to help out and be able to contribute and give back. And I know that's not always the case for a lot of people. So it is even though it's work, it's uh, I feel very fortunate to be able to do. It. Hey,
2: hey, you got to look at it yeah. um, that you at least uh, get to hang out and yeah. um, get some things done. I like, uh, you know, getting things done, as you know. It's like a hot potato for me. On my <laughs> Get her plate, done. Anything on my plate doesn't last long. So, uh, how I Except the how good
0: ribeye steak.
2: Yeah, well, that well.
0: And you got to savor know. that thing, right? There yeah, you go.
2: That is true. Uh, speaking of ribeyes, yeah, uh, that's a good <laughs> steak. I had one. Um, I had one last night, and you it was did. delicious. I made it myself. Nice. I had a, you did. I have one of those green eggs. So.
1: Oh, you put curses, a
2: ribeye in an egg? Oh yeah isn't it mouth-watering yeah you know what i'm talking yeah. about yeah and anybody exactly listening out about. there that doesn't know what i'm talking about look up big green egg and no they're not a sponsor maybe they should be maybe but they should be go maybe check it rolex out because be yeah right rolex Who like else do we i don't but like eggs anyway, we've got a great really? show coming today yeah, we do. <laughs> and, uh, michael's yeah. laughing at us yeah he's already laughing well, because it's a great <laughs> metaphor <laughs> Let's uh, let's break since we've already, you know, cracked the shell here. Let's uh, let's bring them on, Alan. You always do the great pleasure. You know what I like about this? And it's not really been a topic about what we're going to
0: talk about today, but maybe it should. Mergers and acquisitions and being acquired. Our guest today has been acquired. Not once, not twice. I think three times plus. And however that's happened, that is a dream, I think, of a lot of people, but that doesn't happen by itself. It doesn't happen because of a bottom line. That happens because of a company's DNA and doing things right and doing it perfect uh, in the eyes of those that they serve. And so I, wanna, I want our guest today to talk about that and kind of things he has on his plate, the journey. And I know, Chris, you're really good about bringing out the journey of our guests. And uh, I'm excited uh, exactly what we're going to do today with our guests. But sure. without further ado, from Inc. Digital, we have Michael Gale. Welcome to Think Bold, Be Bold.
1: Great. It's really good to be here. This sounds like it's going to be fun, too. So that's always good to fun. know that that's about to happen.
2: Absolutely. Uh, we've already had some fun in the called green room and just getting to know Michael, and he's uh, you know absolutely a wonderful individual. And you know, Michael, I always like to find out you know the backstory, and then obviously where you are today, and you know where things are going, and you know because of what you do, you know in terms of your company, um, which is really interesting around digital, and everybody gets that today, but not everybody mm-hmm. uh, is really. Uh, unfortunately, thriving with that. I'll use your words. And thriving, you know, means that uh, looking at some of the statistics, you know, unfortunately, only one out of six companies are absolutely, uh, you know, using this and thriving towards their efforts. But I want to get into some of those details after. But really understand your journey because you could be doing a lot of different things in the world, as we know. Uh, But you're doing this and uh, I want to know how that, you know, came together. Wow, it's like the
1: ultimate question. I I know. most success, I think, is born of accident but is um, oh. amplified by an ability to see what's happening around you. Uh, it's very rare. Great quote. Thank you. It's very rare that uh, any individual or an organization can fundamentally change the shape of the world. There aren't a lot of Amazons or Googles or even Facebook with a question mark right now. So I suppose where I originally started was you, you could see from what we were doing, there was really big friction. Something was going wrong. In how people were spending money whether or not it's on marketing or sales or even sort of basic processes and everybody really wants to do the right thing nobody ever spends money looking to waste it they don't want to make decisions that have mistakes but the reality actually is we waste so much time and money experimenting without purpose that of every dollar we might spend we could be wasting you know 60 cents in it so my Attitude always from leaving college through all the businesses we built and sold is how do we reduce knowledge friction in a market? How do we let people make better decisions about whatever they're doing based upon real facts from an audience? So the first business we ever built was a marketing and media planning tool. It went from you know mature markets like the U.S. to you know tier three and tier four cities in China, so that technology companies knew you know, what events to do, what content to build, what websites to be on, what words to search for, because everything was like, you know, stick a finger in the wind and see if you get the right measuring point. So that first business, great idea, but we wanted to make it so easy so that someone in Beijing at three in the morning and somebody in Santa Clara at four in the afternoon could use the same tool, share the slides, the slides were made automatically for them, and have a real discussion so it got rid of friction with knowledge time and energy so building these knowledge tools into really simple usable formats really saved people money it allowed them to free up sort of the boring work you had to do and really sort of release their sense of creativity so i've always believed if you can automate the mundane and actually free up humans to be amazing they will do incredible things And there's lots of businesses you can do that around. So whether or not we did it in social media or sales and marketing or, frankly, in this area of digital transformation, as you rightly said, nobody doesn't want to be digitally successful. That's like saying I want to bring a horse to a car race. You'd be crazy not to say that. But knowing how to do it is really tough. So we wanted to try and make it easier for people to make the right decisions. That's why we wrote the book. That's why we have the tools. Because you should have tools that reduce friction. That's basically my philosophy and how we've always done it.
2: Sure. So, you know, for the audience, uh, just on digital transformation, I think a lot of people understand we're in the digital age and, you know, things are moving, uh, you know, very quickly in technology. And, uh, but, you know, in your words, to simplify it for people to really understand, what is a digital transformation? Because I think that, you know, we know what it can maybe do for us, but what is the transformation? Because, you know, I'm having... You know, that, that sort of, hey, how do we connect that, even though I'm probably a little bit more connected than most people, just because Alan and I interview many people, uh, and we get a good sense of where the world's going based on, uh, you know, this world of digital, but uh us that uh, give us that insight for the audience and audience just so you know this is the best time to pull out your journals because this is where the golden nuggets come out okay. so that you can start We're doing connecting it. yeah we are doing it we always do it. this is where you connect the dots uh, you know for your own stuff and, and able to look at uh, possibly the tools that Michael has to offer to see if you can't move your business into a digital transformation.
1: So yeah, let me give you two
2: yeah, let me give you two places to start. Look, think about
1: the car right now. You buy a car, we have done for 100 years. We'll drive to school or we'll drive to the shops. We'll drive to the food store or we'll drive to the cinema. Well, you don't need to do any of that anymore because you can have things delivered to you because you order them online. You can actually at some point be in a car that will drive you to a store. Walmart's talked about doing that, literally driving people to the store. So what's happening is that all these digital technologies, AI, automation, social, are becoming the core of how we live every day as human beings. We spend our time online. We don't spend a lot of time watching television. We watch television, we watch Netflix or Hulu or Amazon. So what's happening is that businesses are recognizing that their businesses need to become digital too. They need to use AI, they need to use automation, they need to use social, to drive everything? When was the last time you spoke to somebody on a website to buy a product? It's mostly done by robots. It's mostly done by intelligent Mm -hmm. software. Our lives are being transmogrified, if you wanted to use like a Sesame Street term, to be centered around all these digital technologies. So if you're in a business, for example, like a print shop, And you're in the middle of Wisconsin, and you've spent 70 years with people coming in to see you. You do the design work together. They come back two weeks later to see these sort of pre-builds, and they print it that day. That's gone, all right? You need to be able to do that online. You need to be able to do that virtually. You need to be able to not have them in the store because then you've also got to deliver it really quickly. And, in fact, your print jobs may not be cheaper than somebody else's. Mm -hmm. There's an absolute revolution coming in the way we think about what makes businesses function and work. I'll give a great example. Uh, Pricewaterhouse, 10, 15 years ago, recognized it needed to grow four times in size. It's a really big firm. So it thought, let's go off and recruit four times as many MBA undergrads because we want to be four times as big. We need four times as many people. Then they thought, well, once we get outside the big Ivy League schools, we're going to have to probably recruit more because they're not going to be successful. So all of a sudden, they had a business model that says, we need to employ 270,000 consultants. There's no way they could grow four times and employ 250, 270,000 consultants. So it forced them to think about what could we automate, what could we use for AI, what could we digitally transform so we can grow four times without having to hire more and more and more smart people. And every business, if you're one employee or two or 10 or Amazon, which will soon be a million employees worldwide, has to think about how they automate the processes. So when Amazon reaches a million people, they may not have more than 80,000 people working in the warehouse. They may have 400,000 robots. Now this affects data, surgery, dentistry, any business you have has Mm -hmm. to understand how it's gonna digitally transform to be able to grow and sort of innovate and be around in five years time, let alone, you know, 10 or 15. And that's really what transformation about is making those digital technologies the epicenter of how you make business decisions.
0: Well, mm-hmm. let, 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 let's talk about the ramifications or the other side of the, the dark side. of the shore yeah. with that. As we're eliminating friction, we're automating the mundane. we got innovation and disruption, you know, core processes about what companies do. Business, you know, as you said, revolutions are coming where things are changing and are morphing. How do we inspire and enable people now that they've done the automation, we've taken care of the details. How do we, because you still have to have that relationship. There still has to be that that I believe in you, I trust you, because that's got to be enhanced in order for it's the gotta, other things we gotta, to We got to
1: train it. So I think. So yeah, what's that look like now? Yeah, you've perfectly symbolized what humans need to become, which is we become the relationship managers in transactions mm-hmm. or the relationship managers in business. We can't just push paper from the left of the screen to the right of the screen. We have to actually help people do better forms of paper we have to create more advanced forms of relationship of trust of business and that's actually what humans are really good at doing i mean you go back Mm -hmm. to adam smith's pin theory where you know he got somebody from making the whole pin to knocking pieces in we're about to leave the old industrial age and really enter a digital age where human interaction human engagement is the most valuable thing we can bring machines Mm -hmm. can think but they can't think creatively Machines can answer questions, but they can't really have relationships. Mm-hmm. Those are the key parts where human skills have to develop. You know, at the end of the day, most most stocks that are ever traded are done by machines. It's like 95% of all stock trades are automated. And I know we want to train people to code, but the vast majority of coding is going to be done by machines. It's just a case sure. of when. Sure. So we We're train people that. to code now. What happens in five years' time or three years' time when that coding is gone? Machines right, right. cannot deliver disrupted. engagement, relationship, right. strategy, creativity. We've got to get back to that sense of positive energy because that's what humans are really good at doing. And
0: Absolutely. that's the key thing. That's the key thing because, sorry to inter- inter- interrupt you, Chris. Uh, no, I just okay. I wanted to hang on the thought real quick. Because there's a lot of talk right now about, oh, I'm being disrupted and my job's going away, and, you know, what do I do now? Well, that disruption, that creation of a new sector, a new venture, is going to create an opportunity for people to engage on a completely different plane, perspective, opportunity scale. A little bit of learning involved, but what it does is it brings us back to this contact that we're having now. And I think people need to understand that. It's not a sense of loss. It's a sense of increase and in creation if we teach it that way. And I think what you're talking about is a real key piece because if you continually operate with that sense of loss piece, then we don't have the growth and the connection and the creation involved in that. And so, getting back to what you're talking about, it really engaging the relationship is key. And I think we've gotten away from that when we have the, when we have the tools and the automation it gets us away from that, but we're always going to come back to it, and our own cycle is forcing us back into an opportunity where we can create one-on-one with people. Would you agree with that?
1: It is a decision because the vast majority of these digital technologies literally are available to a print shop in Wisconsin Mm. or the world's largest energy resource business in Houston. I mean, it's not, there is very little barrier to entry here except creative energy. If you have the energy to use these things properly, you can be infinitely more successful as a corporation or infinitely successful as a small business. And I think the argument I often give is that if there's a coin, you know, one side is hope, one side is hate or fear, you've got to decide what side of that coin you function in, but you have to have a process for doing it. Mm -hmm. Because optimism without a plan is sort of hope and, you know, fear with perspective is just basically you're going to stay still. So the reason why we've written the book and done the tools, most of these things are free, is we really want to inspire people to transform in the right way for sustainable, personal, organizational growth. Yeah. This is not a transition. I'll give an example. In the research we just finished with Forbes, we asked people what their basic view of, of the world was. Are you optimistic? Are you pessimistic? You know, do you believe this is good for you? It's good for the industry, but not for you. Or it's just like on <laughs> whatever situation. Mm-hmm. Organizations that said, we believe there's real upside for us now were literally 10 times more successful at what they were doing than organizations that said, I'm not sure what's happening. And I think the ability to lean into this, as you said, mm-hmm. versus pull back is a lot of what it's about. If you can lean in with optimism, with the right process, you will be successful. So if I look at banking and finance, about 28% of major banking finance corporations are leaning in and are successful with this process. When you ask the other you know, 70 plus percent what's happening, they're all sort of on the edge, they're all pessimistic. And when we look to all these metrics, like 26 complex economic metrics, it's amazing how the psychology of the organization filters down to what they do and how they manage it. This is the first time when I can, we can honestly say the world is your oyster. There is no ceiling here, but if you get your mindset wrong, if you get your processes wrong, you won't succeed. And that's not like the Industrial Revolution, where if you owned coal, right. or you owned a river, or you owned a country, mm-hmm. <laughs> you were successful. Right. You genuinely can be, and we talk about it in the book, there were three girls in Uganda who found a really cheap way of measuring sickle uh, sicklecemia, which is a huge issue most African yeah. Americans. And they could do it yeah. for like $3, whereas the medical companies were doing it for like $1,500. Right. And it was oh, actually pro- working. And it just <laughs> yeah, that profit. sense of optimistic yeah. invention and creativity to me, is so exciting if people can get it right. Any business size, it doesn't have to be a major corporation. As I said, a small print shop in Wisconsin can equally do it too.
2: We're really becoming, um, you know, a more efficient economy worldwide, like globally. Like I can see the shift. You know, you just gave a great example where, you know, the old industry has to do it because they haven't innovated and someone comes up with a brand new idea and can do it for three bucks, which is, you know, I don't know how many, uh, you know, what the division on that is in terms of percentage right off the top of my head, but it's ridiculously, you know, cheaper um, or less expensive is probably a better word. Cause i don't like cheap <laughs> uh you know are so, buying something right? yeah exactly I, I like i like being cheap but not uh, <laughs> uh humans become uh more relationship driven you know which reminds me of an interview that i you know when i when i interviewed with uh brian tracy and he mentioned something really interesting and this was years ago um you know the more high tech we become the more high touch yeah, we need to become as human people, as human beings, right um, so we, uh, you know, as we know, uh, I won't get into the politics or, you know, even an opinion on the education system today, but we know it was based on basically the Prussian system, you know, mm-hmm. train your workforce. You know, Mm -hmm. it's broken, as we know, uh, but I think, you know, we are seeing shifts, alternatives. We're seeing new ways of, you know, getting educated in this area. What message can you give, you know, businesses to start planning on this revolution right now that's happening? Because I know that that you work with several organizations and obviously have a lot of tools, as you would mentioned, and I'd love to get into the tools and how they access Mm -hmm. those in a a little bit on how to get started. because. Listen. Sometimes there's going to be big, big companies that you know can institute this, and probably a little, maybe a little slower, maybe really fast. I don't know. Maybe you can tell us about that. But then there's going to be smaller companies uh, that you know can you know maneuver very quickly. They're more entrepreneurial, and what can they take advantage of doing right now? So maybe you can give us a little insight and a Yeah. So questions. let's sit yeah. back.
1: It's interesting. It's interesting you use yeah. the production analogy because Germany still uses that model across the mm-hmm. seven regions, and I think where yeah. it went wrong here. Is we took this compliance model, train your train your workers for the workforce. Well, actually in Germany they take longer to do it than we do. I mean an undergraduate right. degree that's five to six years, and also more importantly you don't just go to university. You might go to technical school. You frankly yeah. may do some form of national holistic. Service. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's a combination of technical skills, but they teach mm-hmm. you how to learn. And I think where we failed in the US model is we haven't taught people how to learn. I mean millennials are going to have 15 major jobs before they retire. The generation that we are has six to eight. So they have to Mm -hmm. learn to learn. And I think most corporations really struggle beyond the technical information, teaching people what the learning skills are going to be. Yeah, you you may learn coding today. You may have to learn how to analyze AI tomorrow. And I think the failure here at most corporate levels is we just teach people stuff. We don't teach yeah. them how to use the stuff, how to learn about other stuff going forward. Yeah, well said. And it's a, it's a, it's a huge challenge. I mean, mm-hmm. honestly, the English system has the same problem, but we, we bastardized what the Prussian system was and really messed it up. So if you want to digitally transform your organization, the first thing you've got to do is teach your people how to learn, how to, how to stop doing things they were doing before, yeah. how to do new stuff, and how to sort of think about doing things differently. Because the challenge is we go, let's go and buy digital technology. It'll all be the same. It's not. The act of putting a steam engine inside a sailing ship changed how people sailed. Eventually, they built steam ships too. We've got to teach people how to be flexible, agile, and work better together. Not work in little cubes or boxes, but infinitely share, make joint decisions, be comfortable failing with controlled experimentation. These are anathemas in the old industrial age where you want to do it once and then do it a million times the same way afterwards. Yeah, sure. mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, that's yeah. a big philosophical yeah. problem. I understand why people like charter schools and why people have arguments with charter schools. But teaching kids and teaching adults that life is an educational process, a skilling process, it doesn't stop when you're 21. Sure. Or if you had a really wacky college career, 18. It's like <laughs> you're going to do it for the next 40, 45 years. Remember, most people are going to have to work into their 70s. There is yeah, no way the job you're going to do in economics. your 70s. Right, you're gonna yeah. in your fifties yeah. or your sixties. Yeah. So we've got yeah. to teach people this career flexibility and it's a major philosophical problem inside companies. I mean, one of the things you can see on our LinkedIn account, we actually looked at all these skill requirements in each of eleven industries and what thrivers, people that did a really good job of focusing on, and you can see it's radically different by industry. It's really focusing on on learning new skills, having the ability mm-hmm. to learn. You can see it on our LinkedIn account, it's a chart and I'll send it to you guys. But it shows you how the different learning structures work by industry. You've got to really think, do you want to invest in human capital, even if they don't work for you in three years' time? If you are going to invest in it, are you prepared to invest in things that really matter to them? So, for example, 40% of organizations that thrive let their people choose the form of education they want. The corporation becomes a learning center, not just a doing center. That's a big mind shift for people to deal with. It's very tough.
0: Well, it's a big deal. I like what you're talking about because Sir Ken Robinson talks about that in the education mm-hmm. system. He talks about globally. He talks about the fact that when you're little, when you're in, when you're in, in your infancy in, in the early years of grade school, your creativity, you're, you're like at 105%. Oh. You're, you, everything is possible. As you get older, when you get into junior high and high school, your creativity is down to about 5% because we're focused on compartmentalizing people at that point.
1: Also, so people on in learning their, our own
0: sexuality in other ways. Oh yeah, that, yeah. And you, but by the time we're 25, we're only five percent creative. Yeah. Where did all that opportunity go? Because we compartmentalize, and what you're talking I mean, about is, a, is there's not There's a really dark
1: side to this, which we often, and I know you hinted at it. Imagine if we replace most human work with AI. I mean, there were studies in the UK Uh and the US that said, hey, in government, in some jobs, maybe 35% of jobs go. Nobody's going to create 35% more jobs because to some extent we have started to acquiesce to machines. We've started to say, oh, a Uh machine can make that decision. Well, if it can play go, it can play chess. Maybe it can drive a car. Maybe it can, you know, do a medical diagnosis. There was a test in the UK last week where they pitted five major doctors against a computer to do diagnosis and the computer came out basically about 20% more accurate. That's scary mm. to me. And I think that our, we've got to learn to hold on to the things that matter to us and to make them better, not just to give things up to machines and sit at home and watch just television. Just for the
0: sake of doing it, yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, we disassociate and become, we become subordinate to the technology we create. And I think that's what, you know, that's what Hollywood memorializes, right? We become <laughs> subordinate to, to what we create. And I think we need to always be in creation mode. We'll at least be you know 55, you know 45, with what we're talking about. And, oh, and it's really I, scary. Know, it is scary. It is scary. I want to talk a little bit about as we get into this your book, the Digital Helix. Yeah. yeah. Talk about the details because you've mentioned it a couple of times. Yeah. Talk about what that in a lump sum. You know, what's the what are they going to get from that? Where Where they when they read that? What tool are they going to have to go to go hammer with?
1: So let me give you hopefully in a tweet. Um, everybody wants to transform, only 16% know how to do it. This book will tell you how the 16% are doing it, how they think about drivers, how they organize, how they think about the challenges they face, and more importantly, even how they're measuring success. So this is sort of like a how to be successful at digital transformation book. It's not saying go off and do it, because everybody is. It's basically saying here are the rules, here are the guidelines, here are the principles, here are the examples. Now use this and plot your own journey. Bigger than the silence 20.
0: Silence because we're writing notes. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I'm Sorry. If there's, there's silence in our book, we're we'll, writing we'll notes. We'll send you a
1: box of 20 of these. Give them away, all right? Because Fantastic. honestly, Thank for you. us, we want to help the world get better. If We can help organizations that care do it right. We're super excited by just doing that. Fantastic. Awesome. Thank you. That's yeah, that awesome.
2: would be uh, – Well, you heard it here. So we're going to turn this into a little bit of uh, – I don't know contest maybe and we're yeah, going to put some feedback to Michael and we're going to send some really good collaboration and we're going to create something around this Michael because we also believe that you know when someone gives uh, they get and mm-hmm. uh, that's just kind of how the universe works, right? Yes. So we're going to do something uh, clever around that and we'll uh, we'll circle back. So you heard it here. Uh, we will make sure in the show notes here when the show comes out to the audience how you're able to participate in this, how you can get a copy of this book, and then how possibly, if we can convince mm-hmm. Michael to come back on and maybe we'll do something live because we did talk about that. Live and, is fine. <laughs> yeah, live in, uh, and we'll post in Facebook and we'll do something really yeah. fun that day uh, around the book. I think this could be very very fun. Yeah, I think it'd be we I think we it'd appreciate be really that. See, I love this show yeah. because it just things come up. Like we just uh, <laughs> had a show with Kevin Harrington, and uh, he had an opportunity for someone to spend thirty minutes with him uh, and do a mentoring, uh, a mentorship. So we said, well, wait a second, oh, wait a that second. could be cool. But why don't we turn it into something so that you can actually guide them on something big they're working on? Because obviously, he has a very big you know, uh, circle of influence, if you want to call it, and some connections. And maybe someone has a really good idea out there that uh, is worthy of winning that. So we're going to put something around that, Michael. Thank you for that. Because
1: if we can help people succeed, they'll teach others. And the more they can teach others, the more transformed, frankly, the U.S. economy becomes. Because... We're going to start something okay. with countries and companies we never heard of. And we've got to be stronger than we are right now. Than we are They're right true. now.
0: Yeah. Michael, you're a cool dude. you got a lot on so the cool. ball, man. So i got cool. to admit, you're, you're, you're fantastic. I well, we it. knew
1: that because we she had just to. just the accent.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's got a cool accent.
2: <laughs> that was a bad I had to buy it online. It's one of those
1: buy an accent online things. <laughs> back, back, yeah, amazing. you had to, to learn that.
2: Voice Did mission. In my <laughs> That's funny. he's also got a great sense of humor as you uh, as you can hear. But when we connected, we knew one hundred percent because we had to actually uh, uh, postpone this uh, from last yes. week because Alan had uh, a couple of issues. Uh, you know on his uh, on his side from uh, technology uh, and here we are today having a really good time with Michael and Michael man we could talk to you all day long and I would love to and we're going to get you back on because we're going to do really something cool. Uh, we still have a little bit of time but I wanted to make mention yeah. that these shows go super fast and wow can they happen. Um, Uh, Quickly, but I want to throw out there for everybody just so you can go check out uh, Where you can see what Michael's talking about and really educate yourself Uh, He's got a ton of resources on their website Inc. Inc. digital d-i-g-i-t-a-l so Inc. Digital and you can check that out and Man, I'm just getting tons of education on all uh, the information that you provide in here. And it's like, wow, you guys have been busy. You have. <laughs> you guys yeah, really I mean, really look, busy. Chris
1: and I have been very lucky that we were really able to do this. Uh, and I think over time, mm-hmm. you have to create the window to push barriers forward. Otherwise, it's so easy to get drowned in the normal sort of 24 by 7, For 365. Sure. And I know we're a little ahead of the curve. You know, we started writing this book four years ago. And people are like, what planet are you on? And <laughs> I think, you know, last it like really what drugs can I take some you know last October in the first week We basically made a Wall Street Journal best-selling book out of it because it is an interesting subject There's about 1.7 trillion dollars being spent on this around the world and that sounds wow. like a large number wow. That's the size of the Italian economy wow. It's the size of the tenth it's the 10th largest economy in the world that is literally all right the, half the size of what the US government spends. It is such an enormous, deep shift in how we think about using technology. But it's its, in its huge. Intensity. Oh, it's, absolutely, because that, yeah, could, that yeah. number this year could easily be over two and a half trillion. That gets it up to bigger than India, right? I mean, and these things start to get really scary for us because the world is radically changing, and we've got to catch up with technology here because it is, that's the Hollywood thing. You know, the robots and AI could take over. But there's a huge opportunity to change the way your business works if you're just prepared to embrace it in the right way.
2: Right. Yeah, Absolutely. I love that. I, well, I You've love got that.
1: tons I... and tons of tools oh, here, geez. tons of things. To... Yeah, just take them, use them. We want people to just do a great yeah. job with what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, this you, is fantastic. You,
0: you've, you got a note here on on one of your one of your uh, pages that I love. Incubate with us to thrive. Talk a little bit if you can. I know this is a this is a multifaceted <laughs> topic, but sure. inspire and enable. Because that's part of what we're talking about. We're talking about being personal, right? Bringing yeah, back but it, we I think, yeah, there's a bad think Yeah, there's
1: an interesting psychology. So we've played around and made thousands of mistakes, but there's two things we've learned from the process. One is <laughs> people think they get the idea, but they don't get the process. And the truth is, this is tough. You've got to inspire people about what the right idea is, you've got to prepare them and help them learn about what the right way of doing it is. There's a right way to do this. You know, you look at mm-hmm. athletes at high school. Of the 100 athletes at high school, probably 20 could make it at college. But honestly, only four of them ever did the right prep to win at college. Mm -hmm. And then at college, maybe 100 of those guys could make it. But the truth is only two or three do the right things to get to the pros. We want people that have the intent and the capacity to learn how to do this right and prepare to be successful when they do it. So the more we can help inspire that, imagine standing in front of a huge audience of 10,000 people saying, look, we all know that digital transformation matters. But did you know, you know, let's have 16% of you stand up. These are the only people that are successful, and they do it in a different way. And you've got to prepare people to do it differently. Otherwise, they try and do the same things as before, expecting
2: different results. It just right. doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This has been uh, eye-opening, Alan. This is like Very much one of so. Well, I mean Michael's really easy to have a conversation with, that's for sure. And just the amount of like knowledge that he uh, has shared on this show is already incredible but I can only imagine as we dive in and I'm really excited about the uh, the book and, and, and Michael, typically Alan and I get a good briefing on uh, books prior to the show but in this case, you know, in all honesty, we didn't have a chance to read it but you know, we, cool. <laughs> <laughs> we did have, uh, we did have a review though of uh, a lot of things, um, you know, that you guys are up to and, and how you're able to help well, uh, it's on
1: Audible uh, actually so awesome. if you want to listen to it on Audible I think it's like ten dollars. Oh, cool. uh, yeah, pick perfect. it up from there, and you can listen to it in the car, the bathroom, okay. the kitchen, the ironing room.
2: Yeah, the yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. And I'm and I'm a big fan of audiobooks books because yeah. uh, it's it's great to be in motion and be able yeah. to uh, to learn as you uh, listen. So, great prescription. Yeah. Um. So, Alan. We're wow, flying time, man. I know. I try to squeeze so much in because there's so Remember- many things. To- when we didn't know what to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, there's lots to talk about. Well, I mean, the guests really now make it easier.
0: Oh, make it easy. Uh, and obviously, we're very fortunate. You know,
2: the, the, very fortunate at the quality of guests um, that we've had and all, also just attracting uh, some real uh you know, I want to say movers and shakers out there with this stuff. But, you know, let's address something, um, you know, just from a perspective. I want to change it up a little bit here, uh, Michael. And and because you're so connected to the digital world, um, you obviously have a vast amount of knowledge. You're, you know, just uh, researching and, and you've got lots of things to share. But I want to address something that's maybe uh, a little off top. Uh, it's on topic but a little off the path we've been on uh, but i think it all goes through people's head uh, because of the movies we've watched all the things that have you know kind of transpired over time uh, all, you know robots you know this robotic world this ai stuff and you know the fear that surrounds it mm-hmm. um Let's talk about it because I want to hear your perspective. And, I and you know, it's off the cuff, but, I you know, I'm yeah. always interested to hear mm-hmm. someone's perspective that's really connected with it. So I think there are two things.
1: I don't have a an answer, but I think there are two things we ought to think about. You know, we think back to the British Industrial Revolution and these people called Luddites who rebelled against really simple mm-hmm. spinning systems and making some stockings. Yeah, if anybody calls people a Luddite with AI and robotics, they're crazy. This is a very deep and very intrinsic change in how we're organized as a, as a species, not just as a society. Sure. You know, we'd see all these things like, you know, robots that can fold laundry, or, you know, ro- robots that can play chess, or that can decide on stock markets, or that can carry patients around a hospital. Those are probably, you know, the mechanical Luddite piece, but there's a very deep and I think concerning issue about how much we acquiesce control to machines because they're not human. They don't have human capacities, and much of life is about this human capacity for love, for caring, for dealing with ambiguity, honestly, and not having a perfect answer. And I do, I am concerned that as we we wipe out very many jobs, are we as humans going to invest enough time and money to educate and train individuals that have lost jobs? You know, whether or not it's a train driver, I'll give an example in the UK right now, they're running a trucking experiment where one driver can be tethered digitally to three trucks behind them in a convoy. Now, there's current trucks have to have drivers, but they don't touch it. Well, at some point, you're going to have completely automated transport systems. What happens if they make mistakes or they get hacked into? I think we've got to be really careful about what we give up. And, you know, Stephen Hawking's the, maybe the most smartest human being in history, yeah. has said, if we acquiesce control without really thinking about what it is to be human in a digital world, we're in trouble. And I think I'd ask people to really think about what it takes to be human in a digital world and not just call people Luddites if they don't want to use this stuff, because this is a lot darker and potentially more dangerous than just whether or not a machine makes a silk stocking or whether or not a human makes one. And I think we, right. instead of having the debate about is it good or bad, We've got to decide how we navigate through it because I think it's basically inevitable.
2: Yeah, I agree. It's you know and, and, humans and a great, are thanks, for, thanks for providing that perspective. Yeah, and that's it, and it was a really great one for sure. Sorry, Alan, go ahead.
0: No, I was just gonna say, you know, as humans we're always for a greater expansion and fuller expression, you know, as yeah. a human being, right? <laughs> and and can we can we do can we still do that when we when we relinquish?
1: I don't we know. can We've and we should. And I because we've got we've got to stay higher than what we're creating, right? If we if, if we, we wish to be the number one species on the planet, yeah. yes, basically.
0: Yeah, and, and if, we I don't can, think people are doing not this, careful, not in the debate. Yeah, sure. and I like it if we're not careful, it can it can we can succumb to it. We can succumb to our own creativity.
1: Well, we sort of have now. If you if let me give an interesting example that we I was tracking when we were in Germany a while ago so germany really struggles with this idea of online shopping because the idea of physical shops is it brings communities together people have coffee you know if you're buying online you don't have coffee with friends right and there's a real social reaction against online purchasing in germany now partly because they don't use a lot of credit cards partly because they're worried about security or fine things but they're recognizing that this loss of human contact this loss of humanity and sherry Tuckle wrote about this back in the 90s Is a real concern. Imagine if you never left your house after two o'clock because everything you needed to do was done by a machine. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Or or
0: should I be excited about that and go out and create something?
1: Perfectly put, and that's what we've got to train people to be able to do is to be creative instigators, not automated responders.
0: Mm, Ooh, I like nice, that. I like that
1: Yeah, that's, We're going to
2: we're gonna
0: crib that That's gonna, You definitely can crib gonna as much insonor. as anything as you
2: want <laughs> <laughs> Well the beauty is our production manager Nicole is wonderful at pulling out that and She will definitely hit that one Because that just hit it Right on the head for sure And um, Michael you're Wonderful to speak to and I That's been a great
1: conversation, comment. thank you, it's really inspiring I, I,
2: yeah, well, I really wish we can spend some more time with you, and we're going to figure out a way that we can uh, do it again and, and, and take we'll this book thing uh, to, to a new level and uh, circle back. But, you know, I always ask so I can get it on recording. Will you come back on the show again sometime? This you know, 100%. This,
1: this is one of the most fun conversations we've ever had. I'd be oh, crazy. Oh, wow, that's awesome.
2: Do it. Oh, wow. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's appreciated and uh, definitely yeah, coming nice from thanks. you. That uh, means a lot for sure. Um, so, uh. Alan, let's let's bring him in for the uh, for the landing, and uh, we're going to landing. then, uh, you know, unfortunately end the show here. But we are going to do something really cool, as I said, just for the audience out there. You're going to find this show uh, featured on C-suite Radio. Of course, we're on iTunes, Podomatic, uh, Google Play, and Stitcher, and soon to be SoundCloud. So you can find Alan and I and our guests pretty much. Hopefully, omnipresent at some point, and utilizing technology to get us out there. Uh, yeah, the okay. wonderful word technology allows us to uh, to reach a lot of people in this globe, and uh, we're really excited about this because we started this show, and it was crickets, and now the show has taken a whole new <laughs> level. And you know, of course, uh, you can't stop progress. And uh, this is one thing that Alan and I really love to do is connecting with people like Michael. So we appreciate the audience for coming into the show today. And of course, if you need to get a hold of us, we're all of our social media so connect with us or you can email us at info at thinkboldbebold.com and Nicole could uh, you know field your questions and of course get you in contact with us if, uh, if need be uh, Alan let's uh, let's take him to the landing Yeah before we do that Michael how can people get a hold of
0: you? what's the best way to get a hold of you
1: Actually, if you
0: want people to get a hold of you. You know, I'd say go
1: to LinkedIn, uh, find Michael Gale or Chris Aarons at Ink Digital on LinkedIn. And the reason why I like LinkedIn, it's a living, breathing, you know, marketplace. Drop us a note, connect with us there, and we can then chat about whatever you want to do. But there's lots of content we load there. So I'd find Michael Gale or Chris Aarons, Ink Digital on LinkedIn. You can definitely email me directly, Michael at Ink dot digital or chris the co-author at ink dot digital we're always more than happy to chat because we love this stuff
0: great thank you not everybody gives out their personal email so we appreciate you doing that oh, we'll make sure that we have uh, about four thousand people inundate you by
1: tomorrow <laughs> five.
2: Jill, we have a system
1: to manage it yeah that's oh you've got it. a bot <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that was that was perfect timing right there. That is perfect timing. Oh uh, Michael, I almost hate asking
0: yeah. this question, man, because yeah. Michael's given us so I much know. already. I know. I know. But we we do we do we like to, to round out the because you when you're in a conversation with somebody, you remember the first thing they said and the yeah. last thing they said, right? Historically. So with that premise in mind, not that we necessarily want to use that as the as the, the game plan, but why not? We always like to leave things, you know, with the audience, something they can do, implement right now, either personally or professionally, to enhance their life. And so I guess that's the question is what, what kind of advice would you like to leave with the audience right now that they could do that? It could be something you've already talked about, or it could be something new. Choices Let me give you something new. new.
1: Take a piece of paper, split okay. it into three columns. The first column is what you stop doing, second column is what you do differently, and the third column is what you're gonna start doing for the first time. And right in the oh, middle of cool. that piece of paper, I want my organization to digitally transform. Think about what you're gonna stop, what you're gonna do differently, and what you're gonna start doing for the first time. Just write down 10 things, three of maybe each of those columns, and you'll be starting on that journey in the right way.
2: That is a perfect exercise. And a perfect ending to an awesome show.
0: Hey, Michael, and that's going to be a great idea in the segue for for the book giveaway. Yeah. Because I want to hear what people are going to do with this.
1: That's a great idea. Maybe that's yeah. what it is. Maybe they submit that, and if you like yeah, it, you
2: give them a book. Yeah. I love it. I like I love that. It. That's a great idea. I love how the show comes together. Audience, you guys are wonderful. Thank you so much for listening in. Michael, always a pleasure. Look forward to connecting with you again, and um, we'll see you uh, on the flip side for sure. Cool. Guys, that was really fun. Thank you. Thanks, awesome. Michael. It was Alan, awesome. have a wonderful day, you and as well, uh, we will catch up very soon. And it wouldn't be a show without me saying, do something nice for someone today.